Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 147, which is going to be a craft episode this time. Yes, we're going to be talking about, well, an episode aimed at those of you who have just decided to start writing, because it can be quite a big and overwhelming um, endeavor to take on. So we thought we'd share, you know, some of our learnings from doing this. Uh, But first, we should probably give a quick explanation as to, you know, why we were unexpectedly off there for a few months. Sorry, everyone, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. So it has been a very, very busy and emotional and difficult few months, I think, for us both. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't really intend to go off air or we would have given you guys a little bit of advance warning. Um, (laughs) But as it turned out, I'm, I had some personal health issues. Um, Ashley also had some personal health issues um, of a kind. <laughs> and so, yeah, it all just kind of ended up happening at once with these things cropping up. And we were just like, you know what? We like absolutely just cannot manage to do, to find the time and the energy to be able to do these episodes um so we did have to stop and then we were kind of like you know what we'll just stop over the holiday period come back in the new year fresh Mm -hmm. that is what we've done do you have anything to add to that Ashley not really although I do think even though the break was unexpected and unintended I do have more energy now so hopefully that will mean we have more energy to put into the podcast and give you better content and we have like exciting things happening as well with our writing so I feel like it's a good place to like start over again and that's also kind of why we picked the this topic the you know how to help you if you're becoming a writer like a little 101 guide because it's quite a good intro especially when we're starting again too (laughs) kind of it does feel kind of timely like a fresh start for us in terms of the podcast and and a fresh start for some of you who might be listening and wondering how to begin writing. Yes. So before we jump into our main episode, let's do a quick writing update. I feel like we both have stuff to say for once, which is good. So Sarah, how's your writing been for the past however many months? You know what? I was going to look at the last episode notes and see where I had gotten to, but I actually didn't. I was like, you know what? It's been so long that I thought maybe I'd start like round October, even though I probably have kind of mentioned this in a past episode, but I started back at work, um, which was a challenging change and has been made harder by the health issues that I just mentioned before. And I felt like, you know, despite finishing my orientation back at October. I was barely at work in November and December, and I also barely wrote in those months either. I recently have been formatting the price of pandemonium for publication and getting everything sorted for that as my first priority. Like Ashley, I dread the next chapter of Darkness Set Us Free, (laughs) Um, as she'll probably mention in her update, but 
Yeah, so I haven't really done much writing, but I have been working on the writing front in terms of like marketing and formatting and all those exciting things when you're nearing publication of one of your books. <laughs> it is very exciting that that's coming up. And yes. it still counts as writing. Yes, it's still totally. within the job of an author. <laughs> yes, exactly. How about you, Ashley? So for me, I also started back at work, which was a big change as well. Um, so it took a little bit used to, uh, you know, getting into the whole timing of that and like just figuring out your life around around work. As Sarah mentioned, like I had some, I guess, interesting challenges come up. The main one was I was I was on a jury, which ended up being quite long, like a two week trial. That was also fairly tra- traumatic, so it took me a long time to deal with that. And of course, I also had to get sick at gastro and all sorts of things from my son. So it was just yes, which like I have also <laughs> issues all mm-hmm. at once. Um, so that that took a lot sickness with these small oh human beings. <laughs> my poor husband's been sick nonstop since October. Um, so that's been unfortunate. That's so. the same as mine, actually. Maybe they're just like, men's immune systems. That's <laughs> I it's like it's just you. I've been fine. Because I've been fine. <laughs> yeah, I had one bout of gastro as well, but I've been fine. You know, like I haven't caught, like my daughter's had sickness after sickness. Like she had like three colds in November and I think she's had at least one. No, yeah. And then she was sick over Christmas as well. And he's caught every single one of her colds. Whereas I, I haven't caught any of them and I thought I did, but it was just hay fever. It turned out in the end. <laughs> despite all of that I have been managing to get some writing done because I guess being back at work has forced me to make time sounds weird I have less time but it's made me manage my time better than when I was on uh, on maternity leave I found that too actually (laughs) but I've been like forcing like well not forcing I've been scheduling myself writing time so I've actually been able to finish some stuff (laughs) so I finally finished my rewrite of my Levi chapter for Darkness Set Us Free, which after finishing it, although it's not perfect, there's like issues with it, I just feel like it's a weight that has been lifted. That's how much of a, it was a struggle, that chapter, like a real struggle. And I don't know why. I guess it was because it was a whole rewrite and that like the original chapter was just so bad. I always found it hard to, like I'd read what like the direction it needed to go and I'd be like, it's so terrible. <laughs> I just can't like figure out how to get there in a different mm-hmm. way. I guess you kind of get stuck, stuck in that guy's pattern. Um, so that was interesting, but I got there and it's definitely better. Um, I've also done some editing of Price of Pandemonium. I guess I did a full edit um, after Sarah made a lot of, gone, went through and made some changes. So yeah, I did a full edit and then a proofread as well, but I'm very excited that Price of Pandemonium is going to be releasing soon because I'm very happy with how it turned out, (laughs) even though it took a while. All good things do. So let's move on to our main discussion, which is about starting your writing journey. So I thought we could take take one of the questions from our author spotlight section from our podcast because it's something we always ask our guests, you know, how did they get started writing and what made them want to you know, pursue fub- publishing in the first place. So I thought as an intro to this 101 guide, we could go over our stories on how we began writing and how we 
got to where we are today. Yes, I thought this was quite interesting because I, you know, we've talked a little bit about how we started um, our first book, When the Rain Falls, but we haven't actually talked about how we personally began. And so I thought, you know, maybe I might rewind a little bit further in this episode. So for me personally, I always loved books and I remember being like five or six this young, or maybe even younger, um, and being taught how to draw. Not sure who taught me, whether it was at school, so it could have been five, or whether it was like earlier than that, I'm not sure. But I was taught how to make what I call these sausage people. You know where you draw like ovals of like different shapes for the head (laughs) and then the limbs, and it's kind of – you know, a method used as a rough sketch before an artist begins filling in the picture with more detail. But I really loved this method of drawing as a young child (laughs) Um, rather than stick figures because I was like, oh, this is really cool. I can make them like, because, you know, it it can help you with movement and stuff if you draw the limbs separately because I could make them run and I can make them do stuff. But so my first (laughs) books were like, folded a4 pages of like these sausage people on all sorts of adventures (laughs) i also remember telling people whenever i was asked so like you know you're little and people were like what do you want to be when you grow up um so my answer is i'm i think a six-year-old was that i wanted to be an author and a mummy (laughs) and i look back on that and i find it quite remarkable that i've actually achieved both of those (laughs) um (laughs) Moving on, in my early teens, I was obsessed with writing stories, and this was around the time that Ashley and I met. I had several books in progress and was delighted to find that Ashley also had a novel underway. None of these novels ever saw the light of day, but it gave us something in common. And so then comes the story of some of our longtime listeners might remember is that we started when the rain falls after a social studies teacher challenged us to imagine we were refugees escaping our country. I think we both found writing together far more enjoyable than writing individually, although I continued to write stories by myself. They never made it very far. Um, the Black Sky series has been revised a million times since, and we took a lengthy break when we were in university, but we're finally getting these books published and working on the final installments, which is really exciting. So that's my brief or not so brief explanation of how I started, <laughs> Ashley. So I, I was never very good at art or drawing despite me saying that I wanted to be an artist when I grew up Uh, so I don't know where that came from but I always loved to write stories I was one of those kids who wrote like like always made little books you know where the you know the dog went for a walk and like the next page he found a bone when you're like five you know and like learning to write and learning about like I guess how to write a story. So I was always one of those kids had lots of tiny little random books that I'd made all over the place. Um, and as I started to grow older, I always loved English. I all, I loved to read. I read, I was one of those like bookworm kids. I remember having to, I was um, trying to read the third Harry <laughs> Potter book when I was in primary school in year five. I guess that's grade five, uh, but it was banned. 
at Bethlehem College. So I got the cover of my Lord of the Rings book, which was not banned, and put it over top of Harry Potter so I could read it in class and not get in trouble. Uh, so that was that was the kind of kid I was. And then I always like did little pieces of writing. Like Sarah said, I tried to write a novel before we began our project which I can't even remember most of it. And I think I may have thrown it away because it was so terrible. Um, and then I never really did anything massively substantial until Sarah mentioned we did our social studies project. And it was after that, that I got like really hooked on the idea of it. I guess it probably would have been like 14. I was trying to think about it. It would have been like roughly 14, grade 10. Yes. Yeah. That right? About 14. I think so. The writing itself, I just think I got, obsessed and addicted to being able to make characters do whatever I want and the idea of dreaming up characters yourself as a teenager I loved it I thought it was like the best thing and also like giving your friends like alter egos in books (laughs) yes really really enjoyed that and experimenting with all sorts of things like in writing so I remember loving to write about gore for some reason and then like <laughs> hilarious action scenes and then hilarious romance scenes and you know trying to write humor into it um, mm-hmm. that was always quite a, a fun thing that you know that I really enjoyed but then we did take like Sarah said we took a break and through a I think we wrote a little bit in university but there was a big chunk when you know university studies get quite intense like postgraduate PhD that kind of stuff where we had to where we did give it quite a long break and then we came back and I think took it took it a bit more seriously started to really think about honing your skills and looking at some of our old books with you know an eye for plot and style and things like that yeah um and then fast forward to we're here now so that's kind of my brief over brief and quotation marks overview yes it's quite interesting, like thinking about before we met and how we <laughs> managed to connect in the first place. It is very strange. Lots of not coincidences, but you know, you think of all those like building up moments. Just uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Anyways, so the next thing I thought we could talk about is how important is it to figure out why you want to write? And what are some of the reasons you might want to start writing in the first place? Sarah? Well, I kind of, when I first was thinking of this question, I was like, you know, I don't think you need an explicit reason of why you want to write. You know, you don't need to know why. But writing can be an important way to express yourself, I think. So if you find yourself thinking about it on and off, but are having doubts about it, like, oh, you know, I could never do that or, you know, something similar, then I would challenge you to explore your creativity and give it a go because you don't need to be an expert at at it right from the start. You don't even need to show it to anyone. So you can just try it out and see how it goes. Um, But as to some reasons why you might feel prompted to that I often hear from other authors are that, you know, number one, they might find it cathartic and use writing as a way to process their emotions. Intertwined with that is, you know, the ability to be able to control the lives of your characters, um, or at least until your characters get kind of mouthy and stubborn anyways. (laughs) Do their own thing. (laughs) 
And then, you know, like number two is that, you know, I hear from some memoir authors or sort of autobiographies or anything like that is that they might have never set out to be a writer, but felt prompted to by a life event such as travel or an important person in their lives. And writing just generally as a means to get story ideas out of their heads and onto a page um, if they feel swamped with ideas or are inspired by other writing or media or television or even dreams. Um, So like those are some reasons that I hear often. And then there's like our reason is that, you know, you kind of end up just following it. Like you're like, hey, I really love reading books, um, which is also very common. Yeah. So those are some reasons you don't have to have a specific reason. I don't think you just have to know that you want to, and then be honest with yourself that that's what you feel might help you in that moment and give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley. That makes sense. Uh, I thought I'd just add a, not a caution, but like a, I think it's important when you're thinking about writing just to be realistic about like the journey you're about to go on because I know a lot of people or some people and even me when I was saying I'm like I am going to be an author and that's all I'm going to do and sort of just being realistic that you know it is a very long and often not financially rewarding journey that you're about to start <laughs> yes. on if you know you want to go down the publication route and I think that at some point no matter what you do have thoughts about maybe I should publish you know I think it's just important to, you know, remember that's a very challenging, like, route to go down if you want that to be your, like, your whole life, which one day maybe I want that to be the case, but I'm very aware of that. At the moment, it's a hobby, and maybe one day. I know, it's kind of like, my thoughts are like, the dream, Sarah, is like, yeah, it would be lovely if I could just write and nothing else and just have that support me, and the realistic Sarah is like... But we're going to continue and like down yeah. this career path that we're currently on yeah. with nursing because that's probably not going to happen. Or if it does, it, I'm going to be old by then. I'm probably retiring anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the same for me. But it doesn't stop me putting in all my effort because I yes, really enjoy exactly. it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just the one thing I would add. add to that. <laughs> it's like, okay, usual reasons. You don't me. need a reason to write. But if your reason is that you think you're going to make millions right from the start and that's your only reason for writing them. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, think about other reasons you might want to write. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. This is about what you want to write. So sometimes people go in, you know, you have a story idea in your head and you know exactly what you're going to write. Or maybe you don't know what you want to write. Uh, or maybe you thought you knew what you wanted to write and you started and then you're like, oh, no, this isn't working for me. So this is kind of a question about um, when you're about to start writing, how can you choose or decide what to write and how important is it to know this before you begin? Sarah? So I think some people, you know, as you say, start out knowing exactly or fall into it based off like a prompt kind of thing like we did with the Black Sky series. Or like me prior to the Black Sky series, a lot of people start off with numerous failed projects that aren't quite resonating with them. 
And that's okay. My advice would be just to keep working at it, to keep trying something different and new if something feels wrong or reworking what you already have. Because sooner or later, if you keep trying, you're going to stumble onto something that does have meaning to you and that you are really excited about. And all those attempts will be good practice. (laughs) But I, you know, like if you are struggling for ideas in the first place, well, I would challenge you to think about something that inspires you. And, you know, it can be something small, like I'm just reminded of that particular um, author, I think it's Austin Cleon, who's like still like an artist. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yes. you might see, <laughs> you might see something on TV that you're like, Hey, that's a really cool, inspiring story. Even if you don't intend to publish it, and even if you use the entire like cast and characters, you could use it as like a kind of fan fiction kind of practice thing to like just get yourself started and then start mm-hmm. thinking about more original works. Um, or you could take like, you know, one aspect from a story that you've seen on TV and then like twist it and use it for your own story. So there's, there's different ways to inspire yourself if you find it challenging. <laughs> I've never like jumped into writing not knowing what I wanted to write. So it's a little bit hard for me to be like, like it's hard for me to visualize that problem. But I do think a good way to start off, even if you do kind of know what you want to write, is to write something you're familiar with. Maybe more like in genres you're familiar with that you read a lot of because that's something you maybe outwardly don't realize you understand but internally when you start writing you kind of know how those stories work so I think that's a good place to start so you know if you read a lot of romance or you read a lot of mystery maybe just beginning in one of those genres can be helpful until you find what does or doesn't work for you I think for us writing YA was really easy and natural because we were teenagers and that's what we read a lot so I think jumping into that was I guess an easy beginning place for us to begin <laughs> yeah and we and then later on we also read a lot of historical fiction as well which is kind of where once we decided to cha- uh, try and write something else we kind of went into the historical fiction genre so there's a lot more about this in one of our genre episodes mm-hmm. you'll have to search it I don't have the episode off the top of my head I'm sure you find it. But yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, trying to find your genre. So I think that can be helpful um, if you don't know where to start or you've started something and you're like, oh, this isn't working. So once you know what you're going to write, uh, the next question is, yeah, so how do you start the writing process if it's something you've never done before? Because, you know, a big project can feel a little bit overwhelming when you start. So Sarah, do you have any tips? So I think a good place to start, or at least for a novel, is in the planning process. You get a lot of inspiration for your book when you start outlining what's going to happen, and that can fuel you when you get to rough patches. We have a few episodes as well devoted to planning and outlining novels, so that could be a good place to look at as well. There are also numerous other resources from well-established authors that can guide you in how to create an outline such as a few of my favorite favorites, which would be The Story Grid by Sean Coyne or Save the Cat Writes a Novel by Jessica Brody. Um, just a, 
couple that I was able to think of off the top of my head. So those can kind of give you a bit of a template to work from in terms of where you're going to go with your novel and how to plan it out. And if you're not the planning type, that's okay. I would say that I probably have limited advice to give though, because I'm very much any novel that I've ever tried to do without planning at all has always fallen by the wayside. Um, even the one that I wrote by myself, I still wrote an outline for it. Might not have been as substantial as mine and Ashley's book outlines, but it was still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I can't finish it if I don't have a plan. <laughs> so if you're a pantser, then my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> my advice would be to start writing something maybe just anything, a random passage, anything like that. When I was first starting out, that's what I used to you have an idea and you kind of just like write a scene from it. I think that can be really helpful when you don't know where to begin. And I think doing that will, you'll quickly find out whether pantsing's for you or whether plotting's <laughs> yes, for you. Yes, it's like, that's probably a good idea for the pantsers. <laughs> if you're really happy doing that and you can just like continue on, you're probably pretty happy pantsing so just go with the flow and continue it but if you do that and you re- find it really challenging to go anywhere then maybe you're a plotter like us and then <laughs> doing a basic outline might really really help you figure out you know what your story looks like and where to go and I think it's important to remember that you're like not gonna do a very good job the first time through I'm just gonna put it out there yeah. Um, especially yeah like even our fir- even now our first drafts they're not the best. <laughs> so a long way from that. <laughs> think it's important to remember that when you start out, you know, like it's not going to be an amazing work of literary genius. Bestseller. <laughs> yeah, like it does take a lot of work. Yeah. Um, which leads into my next part of this episode, which is, you know, writing is harder than it seems at the start, uh, and it takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take when you first start writing as well. So do we have any tips for dealing with the first bout of writer's block or dealing with those times when, you know, your project seems too large and too overwhelming? Sarah? So I usually find around chapter three or so I hit a block. So that first excitement that carried me through the first couple of chapters wears off and there's still so much of the book ahead. And this is why I find planning important because, as I said, it just kind of crumbles without it. I kind of sit there and I look at it for a bit and I'll open it up and like maybe write a couple of words and delete them. And this process happens for a few days (laughs) until (laughs) the days that I open it begin getting longer and longer apart and then I don't open it. <laughs> yeah, so That's generally how my false starts begin um, <laughs> without planning. But, you know, I think if, if you're not going to do the planning to get around it, then you need to be really persistent and understand that it's going to happen and just continue to try to plug away at it just a few minutes each day, like, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour, even if you just like sit at your computer and stare at it, it's still a habit of sitting in the seat and like putting aside time for writing that you kind of need to work at. It could help as well for pantsing, although I I don't know how easy it would be, is that you don't have to write the book in order. You could move ahead to write something 
out of order and then come back to the the part that's that you're stuck on is another tip to get past it I had similar tips I said try plotting if you're pantsing or the other way around Mm, this is try pantsing if you've been plotting or like you said write a write a different part of the book and I've written I put in brackets if you've never written a book before it might surprise you to know that you don't have to write it in order so that like you said Sarah that's one one way that you can get around it I've also put down putting a uh, making a writing schedule for yourself that sometimes helps and for some people setting word goals helps it does not help for me but it might help for other people and I think just be kind to yourself and remember that it does take a long time and I've written remember writing takes a long time a long time (laughs) (laughs) so um keep that in mind and you'll you'll eventually get through it everyone get spouts of writer's block at one point or another. So that brings us to the end of our first episode about starting your writing journey. Hopefully you have, you've all got some interesting tidbits of information that might help you if you're just starting out, or maybe if you're, you know, a bit more seasoned, you found some pieces of advice that you can take on board as well. So there are still some spots on our author spotlight section, which we are going to be continuing um, now that we're back from our short break. Yes. Um, so if you would like to apply, you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you will find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And we're actually going to change up our episodes a little bit just with our upcoming uh, launch of The Price of Pandemonium. So next time on Dear Writer, we're going to be doing part two of um starting your writing journey so you're not gonna have to wait too long to hear some more um advice and a little bit more about you know how we first began began writing and if you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on facebook or instagram under the handle lindersoncreations And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. You can tell your friends about us and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. 